Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros, and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the Triple Emmys. And now here's your hosts, Mardo, Margo, and Dan. Don't stress you two. Oh, you don't good. need cue cards. I'll handle this. You two just react to the categories as they come. We'll do Can one I get now. up on stage and slap you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> just like every show. That's <laughs> upstage. I've got a comment. Ben Damer, come on. Categories include Phoner of the Year, News Banter of the Year, Interview Question of the Year, Caller of the Year and Song of the Year. Let's start off yes. with Phone Topic of the Year. A few nominations here. We do have a short list. Phoner of the year, where did you grab a granny? Was shortlisted. Uh, I love that one, Mardo. Uh, Margot chatting about man spreading. What did what I believe was the terminology, not who. What did you have to sit next to on a plane? That got trumped by life trauma caused by your uncle. But the winner. Childhood trauma. It's been a big year. Phone topic of the year. What was it? Is this. One triple three five three. When did your parents do an experiment on you? Oh, what sort? This is an onion strapped to a child's head. Well done. <laughs> onion strapped to a child's oh, head. Oh, dear. It works. It out. I'm oh. telling you, we'll get rid of oh. an ear infection. News banter of the year up next. Runner-up goes to this from Sharon Gadella doing a story mentioning chickens, and it led to this. The driver was uninjured, and police say there is no indication oh of foul play. Oh. I didn't I didn't write it. Even she distanced herself from that at the end. But the winner of News Banter of the Year, we couldn't go past Paul Bird on Channel 30. Planning on leaving anything to the kids, Birdie? Uh, a beach ball, maybe a fishing rod or several. I don't know. I'm not thinking of that yet, there, Sharon. But I'll tell you what, uh, my, my boys, they'll be well and truly, uh, you know, enjoying their, their life. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if they're not reading it, well deserved. Okay, that's News Banner of the Year. Let's move on to the hotly contested category of Interview Question of the Year. The honourable mention goes to the one not from our show, Fatty Vaughton, talking to Wayne Bennett about ah, whether yes. or not Wayne had a plan for playing the Panthers, the Dolphins, for Nathan Cleary. Do you have a plan for Nathan Cleary? You don't worry about it? It's just, just a general plan? He's not playing. <laughs> He's not playing. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Go the fat man. <laughs> the winner. Of interview question of the year is Greg Martin. Congratulations, sir, talking to Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy, just quickly, have you got a hairy ass? Like, I'll put my hand up. <laughs> just go away, would you? All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I do. And I will be asking that question of every person in 2024 going forward. Caller of the year, another hotly contested category. Caller of the year. Runner up for it's caller of the year. Nathan, how many kids you got, mate? Nathan. Dave, my name's David. Oh, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> what are you telling me? That didn't win. That didn't win. Oh. Here is the winner of Caller of the Year. It doesn't get any better than this. Ash from Eagleby, 133353. Did you go and see a doctor or did you self-prescribe? just prescribe? 
dinosaur, doctor. Yeah. Oh, good story, Ash. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Ash. Come and collect your trophy. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Last category here. Uh, song of the year. We've this is a big one. Song of the year. Song of the year. Really tough to choose this one with oh, an audio Margo. producer like Rick Wade. Marto has Margo. so many favourites. Yeah. I mean, Queen, Elton John, no. Prince. No, do you mean original uh, yeah. song? Come on, or this Summer Margot, because you sang on stage oh, this year, of course. of course. This isn't the Grammys, mate. It's the Triple Emmys. I'm talking some of Rick, our audio goblin's oh. best work. Oh, Here, here's a runner up. Do you see some ICs? Oh, it's one of our favourites. Do you see some ICs? Yep. But that was the bronze medal. Bean Lee. Silver medal was your NFL song about Taylor oh, Swift. Taylor Swift song. I had sex with a chief. Chief. Then I had sex with an eagle. Eagle. I'm very proud to announce winner. But that didn't win. Song of the year. Again, Rick Wade, our audio producer, he's got bronze, silver, and the gold. Brisbane Lions made it. Again. We know who the judges were on that vote. Oh, producers have just said something in my ear. There's a new category just been revealed. (laughs) Best sound made by Marto has just come to hand. Best sound made by Marto for 2023. (laughs) That was impersonating a 99-year-old man. Congratulations, That's <laughs> yeah, a good line. Would, would you like to say oh, anything? Well deserved. <laughs> would you like to thank God and your fans yeah, and your mum and your, your wife? Oh, my God. children. A number of them that I've embarrassing them all. <laughs> Which yes. is your... Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Why don't I? Yes. Sorry, Kath. Sorry, kids. Yeah. And your God, the uh, Bundy Run polar bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Doing it for Chemist Warehouse this morning. Fragrance sale on now. The Christmas fragrance sale. In fact, huge range of fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Are you ordering burritos while we're on air? No, I just spoke to Amelia, our newsreader. Amelia. Amelia. Have you had it in the news? It's at 6.30. Stop no, distracting you. Can you? Go no. research things. Is this she... news, guys? <laughs> just get me uh, two burritos, please. How's our newsreader coming in and chastising us for not listening to her bulletin? We <laughs> should have just got her to do the news while she was here. Oh, right. oh, oh well. Um, but what the one thing that's going to be in the news do you, is... Do you want your thing? I thought you'd done that while I was talking to Amelia at the door. <laughs> Can we carry on? What is Amelia doing at 6.30? Hopefully getting me a burrito. What was, <laughs> what, why? What a... No, aren't, aren't you going to talk about it? The wheels have fallen off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We're yeah. going to wrap this show up for the year. No, this well, is... I like if she's got it in the news, I like to add a little bit more. Front page of the Courier Mail today. They've made a decision. You know, last Friday they made the announcement. Right, uh, Gabba's definitely going ahead. And everyone said, well, where, where are we going to go? Where are the Lions? Where are the Brisbane? Where are the Queensland Shield cricket team? So for anyone who doesn't know, they're knocking the Gabba down. They're spending $2 billion 20, and then rebuilding it. So they've got two more seasons there. So it's not panic stations yet. Two more seasons and then it gets demolished. They reckon it'll take eight months, eight or nine months to knock the bloody thing down. Yeah, and then they've got to rebuild it. Has anyone seen any footage of Hiroshima? What are they doing it for again? Like bloody hell. Straight away. Get the army in. Get some explosives in there. Get the army in. Bugger the unions getting involved. If you get the army just to surround the Gabba, on three. Well, just shoot it down. Done. Yeah. Or a taser. Is there a stadium taser? Um, all right, taser, so the announcement. Sorry. The announcement yesterday, the RNA showgrounds of the main stadium there is being used. They're going to upgrade that at the cost of $140 million and have a temporary stadium until the Gabba's ready for cricket and AFL. I like it. 20,000 people. But the government said we're going to do that. Like, who, who's decided to knock the Gabba, de- Gabba down? The government. Mm-hmm. Did the Lions decide to knock it down? Nope. No. Did Cricket Australia decide to. No. Nope. But now 
the government's gone, oh, we'll chip in 50, 50 million when it's going to cost 150 million. They want you yeah, do the rest. Go fund me, I think. AFL got heaps of money. They'll be so, right. Mate, they own Marvel Stadium. They yeah. got so much money. They own a whole stadium there. I did, they are loaded. I did hear it's only going to be 12,000 seats, Marto, because oh, they I don't guess. want it to compete with the Gabba on any level. Because they're adding no, how many more seats to the Gabba? Gabba's they, gonna, the new Gabba will be 55, I think. Something like, or maybe nearly 60. Yeah. A boutique 20,000 seat stadium will be constructed. Under the new deal, the government has also demanded the venue only be 12,000 seats. What are you reading? I'm reading something on the Courier Mail. Well, so am I. But seats in legacy mode after the games to ensure legacy events mode. are not taken away from What's the rebuilt Gabba, which is mode. costing 2.7 to redevelop. What is that where they just zip tie the seat up? It's in legacy mode now. We'll just no, no, no. Done. Legacy, that's after the games, but while before the games, like while they're building the Gabba, it's going to be 20,000, then they move that 8,000. They get rid of it. Stadium Australia. So what happens you when the Echo comes in? Oh, okay, this is great. Home ground advantage. So there's cow shit everywhere. everywhere. But the boys train there every week so they know when to jump over the cow pats, mm. like Lockie Neal's dodging all the turds. But we bring up, say, Collingwood again. Mason Cox were rubbing his face in cow shit, you know. Wow. What do you think? Do they enter the jam competition? You're Maybe do they have to bring up a jam or something oh, to... Oh, okay. bring up a cake, you know, for judging in the and stuff. the bake sale. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Or if you've got a dog... Bring it with you. If you're the Adelaide Crows are playing up here, they'll bring all bring their dogs, mm. enter them in the uh, show. Yeah, or the cocks, the big cocks. Yeah, Ma- Mason cocks. Yeah, the, the competition, the chicken. Oh, the chicken the rooster. Oh, I thought Rock you meant Mason Cox, the um, Collingwood player. No. Well, he could well, enter. Well, he could enter. If he's oh, a he, big well, cock. He's a 6'11 and, cock. He's and if you've got a really big couple of big guys like that, yeah. they can go in the uh, half-time woodchop. Good chopping in the middle of the stadium. Oh, Oscar Mackinac. The opportunities are endless. Imagine. This is going to work. The integration. We have. We're, we're definitely rubbing the opponents' faces in the cow poo, though. Where that's, the city meets the country. That's happening. Yeah. That's more a sexual fantasy of yours. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this on the news last night? Operation. They're calling it Operation Mistletoe, and Oof. everyone needs to be warned. Don't think you can get away with it. If you are finding yourself over the limit, you are likely to find yourself under arrest. Hey, what about that first T-shirt? Was this the bloke wobbling around on the Captain Cook Bridge with oh, his unsecured look, load? It was yeah. double the limit. He was he was like point two in this or point one five or something oh, in this Jesus. big truck. That's yeah, a lot of drinks. Just down the road, just here. cruising across lanes. Yeah. Don't drink and drive, you it, was, no. it was real bad. Exactly. But what I do want to address here is sneaky police. Like it's fine if you've been drinking, la la la. But be very careful and let's discuss this in a. Police second. will be out in their thousands, but you won't see all of them. We will be using un- unmarked and covert vehicles across the entire period. Okay, let's Covert stay ahead of the vehicles. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Co- cool. Cops can't afford proper cars anymore, so they're just grabbing shit a second-hand ones. The decals are too expensive. Now, I saw a cop doing something high speed along Nudgy Road yesterday afternoon, and I think it was in a Kia they drive. seem to drive a lot of Stinger. Stinger. Is that what it is, a Stinger? Yeah. yeah. Are they quick? Car? Are they quick? Are they? Yeah, quick. they're quick. Yeah. All right, but have you seen cops in other cars? I saw a cop in a Land Cruiser recently. Yeah, Land Cruiser. I, I no see one? them all the time. One triple three five three. Let's. We are a community. Oh. Let's make sure okay. we're aware of what's going on around Share us. Share information. What cop cars have you seen? They're sneaky devils. It's not a cop car. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a mark. Unmarked cop cars. What oh. are we keeping our eyes Toyota open? Toyota Camry. Like they're always in a Camry, aren't they? Well, Aren't there special, there's certain things that you can look out for? Like, like what? Like diff- markings or lights on the car, like they have things that 
cars don't have or they don't have things that cars normally have or something. There's some point of difference on the car. It's like a fake and a real Louis Vuitton. What? There's just like little differences in it that you can notice to determine whether well, it's a... If you open the glove box, you get a pretty... Toza, Toza, Toza. Yeah. But, but is it, can somebody help us out? Why yeah. do we keep... So we're all just a what little bit ahead for? of the game. You know mm. what I'm saying? What have you seen a cop I'm not on saying... or in horse... What's Lime it? scooter. Anyone seen a cop getting around? We'll know we're a povo nation when they're getting around on Lime scooter. You know scooters. what he's stupid? Cops on mountain bikes. Oh, what, what are you going to do? do? <laughs> you go, oh, come and try to catch me. Well, yeah. Horse can't be convenient Mate, some of them can jump down those flights of stairs on those mountain bikes. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a car. <laughs> oh, look, I'm <laughs> driving 120 k's an hour. I see a push bike. Well, the police. They, they, they can get across and into places that cars can't, like down alleyways and stuff. How do we spot... An unmarked cop car. What have you seen? Operation Mistletoe. So it's a Christmas-themed operation they're running, and they're out to catch you, COVID. you, and all you others all too. Of you. Yeah. All of you. Now over Revenue summer, rating. they'll be launching Operation Camel Toe as well mm. down at the beach. Stop <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beach patrol. They'll just be doing walkbys. You do see them. Excuse me, ma'am. Could you put a towel? On? The mountain. <laughs> we mentioned the mountain biking cops. You do see them on the beach sometime. Any mountain biking cop, this is for you. Okay. No! And What's I worse? love the police. You do a great job, but get yeah. off the bike. Yeah, What's yeah. worse, the, the the bike cops of the with the engine nature, you know, the motorbike yeah, cops yeah, yeah. or the mountain biking cops? Because those motorbike cops, they're sneaky and they'll pull you uh, over for anything and everything. Their acceleration incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the what? It is. They've got incredible acceleration. The dirt bike nippy. cops, I don't mind them. Oh, they dirt look, bike Yeah, cops. they look cool. Motocross but cops. get off the bike with yeah, the big springs. No, Corey texted me. He said um, yeah. he saw an unmarked cop car the other day, 2000. 2018 200 series Land Cruiser had roof racks and everything. Wow. I said, See, this is how clever they're getting the cops. I said, Are you sure it was a cop? And he said he had the lights on, was on the chase. There you go. No, he's on his way to Subway. <laughs> that's a talking. <laughs> who's finished work with just still in uniform trying to get home. Early. No, no, no. Chuck no. Him Mick. Chuck him on. Mick and Tivoli. Hey, Mick. Yeah. yeah what, what have you what seen? Have you seen? Oh, I have seen lots. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, have any cops on the road? What sort of vehicles are they driving? I've seen everything from 300C Chryslers. I've seen yesterday. I've seen an Iveco light truck. Hold on, an Iveco, bloody expensive truck. You're telling me the cops are using them now? Well, it's in your neck of the woods, Marto. Yeah. Well, what? How did <sighs> you know it was a cop? Course. Yeah, where, where are we? Well, I, was just, I was beside Autobahn, and I just walked past and went, "Oh, that's strange. It's a lot of lights for a little truck." Yeah. Happened to have a second glance, noticed the siren hanging out of the bumper bar and the big blue light hanging out of the front of the, the windscreen. Oh, right. And then around know. the back, she had all the, all the little gadgets and everything. How I'm tricky are these cops? Oh, they're good. I drove on for a little while. Yeah, Mark from Ipswich, what have oh. you seen them in? Mate, uh, about 18 months ago, heading up the Bruce Highway, headed uh, from Mango Hill up that way. The, uh, silvery coloured Isuzu tradie truck had the plumber's racks on the roof. Oh, and the uh, blue and the blue and red lights hanging off the, the plumber's rack. It's and the trading squad. It's the mm. tradie squad. Like they're just cracking down on. Oh, they're undercover. What? Um, they're, they're trying to go like blend in a little maybe bit. Maybe on tie downs. Maybe if your load's not tied down properly. They're, yeah, they're... And then they take you over to their Isuzu. This is how it's done. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Ratchet off straps. you go, Max and Logan. Home. What are you seeing the cops in? A grey 
Uh, I Hyundai I-30. Okay. No, stop it. That's a police officer going home stop. after their shift, Max. What Surely. are they chasing? Surely. Mate, I, I, I thought of chasing a pram because that's as fast as they were going, but, you <laughs> yeah. know. Now, is that a hairdresser car? Like, is that the hairdressing division of the police force? <laughs> that's a single, been, mum oh. single mum single car. Mum it is too, a single mum car. <laughs> Mad oh. Hold Mad on. dog. Mad dog? Mad dog. Mad dog. In Rochdale. How are you, bud? Good, mate. Good. Happy Friday. Happy yeah. Friday. Happy Friday, Mad dog. Sweetie, happy Friday. I, I got the best one for the soccer mums. They got uh, I seen on the back of a tow truck the other day. I must be getting ready for Christmas because we all know who the real Grinches are. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the police. Rav, the brand new Rav 4s, the hybrids. What? As a the cop Toyota Rav Fours are now cop cars, as in marked or unmarked, Mad Dog. Unmarked, they're all grey. That is a cop going home after their shift, surely, Mad Dog. Mad Dog surely is someone right. that is right, familiar Dad. with what cop cars look He's like. He's Dan Andrew from Kalanga. We got to keep moving, but he said the black BMW motorcycle and a red Skyline. Okay. He Skyline? said Skyline. Skyline Curl. The cops are not driving black BMW yeah. motorcycles. Mitsubishi Triton, Ken from Logan, blacked out. Black uh, SS Commodore? Yeah, yeah, they're in everybody, thing. they're everywhere. Lots they're of amongst us. Keep an eye out. This is like, like they're just, they're, they're sneaking everywhere. Right. They're sneaking. everywhere. We can't get away with They'll anything anymore. Mm. Look, drunk. Sound drunk. Smell drunk. Triple M Breakfast's RBT game. Love All this right. game. How good is it? Yeah, it's on Thursday nights and then we play drunk. here on the radio. Drunk. Oh, you're going drunk already. Yeah. All right, well, I'll give you a little bit. And then we'll reveal it after the song. Tiny. Normally, when drivers are asked to step out of their cars, they use the door. But not concrete at Tony. If he thinks getting through the window is a flash manoeuvre, the officers don't. He must have had troubles or something. A little bit more of Tony, and then we're going to decide. Marta, you've already locked in drunk. Oh, no, I don't know enough. What time of the day are we? Is it night time? No. I reckon Tony's a concreter who his car's not very good. Yeah. And maybe the door's jammed yeah. and he can't get out. I reckon he's a bit of a larrikin. Well, just before you pass judgment on Tony, a little bit more. It's a red flag. Car's hot wide. Uh, I looked through the window and noticed that the, there was no key in the ignition. The car had been started using the old hot wire technique. Uh, I immediately thought the car had been stolen. Too hard to do, pissed. He's sober. Yeah. I think I yeah, think you're yeah, right. Yeah. His I think car's he's sober. Buggered. I think his car's yeah, buggered yeah. and he just can't afford he it. He just wants to get home. What do you, do yeah, you want to change I'm, from drunk? Nah, he still would have had half a dozen. There's no concrete on earth that doesn't have half a dozen heavy. Well, we heard from Rod from Daisy Hill. Yeah. He reckons he oh, has at least right. six. Oh, no, I had to apologise. Sorry, Rod. Okay. Not all concreters are drunk. Yeah, for all the concreters listening, this is for you about Marto. Fair dinkum. Now, this guy should be sacked. <laughs> okay. Yes, and now, Tony, is he drunk or sober? Blow. Blow. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Tony's reading comes up clean. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Tony's just down and out on his luck. He can't afford a new car. The cost of living crisis. Times are tough. Was he, was he drumming with his, driving with his gummies still on? <laughs> All right, another one here for you. Cassandra is a pea plater. She says the reason she pulled to the side of the road is because her car broke down. All of a sudden I heard my car squealing and I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? I looked at my temperature gauge and it was just off the door. It was way past hot and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've broken my car. I reckon she's way off the dial. As in hot. Yeah, I reckon she's a bit high Did in hot. Did she get Tony the concreter over to fix a car? I'm going sober. Well, I'm going to say sober, but I reckon she comes up positive for a drug test. 
I'm going point oh three, which is supposed to be zero, isn't she? Is she on P's? She's on her P's. Supposed to be zero. Right, let's have a look. Problems with your license at all? You're not suspended, disqualified? No, nothing. Good. It's fine. Well, Clay. Oh. Where I all mean... the do- what's this? Have an RBT if there's no one pissed? Oh, go on. Apprentice Plumber Bailey oh, has yeah. just knocked off for the week. Come on, Bailey. Come on, come through, Bailey. I mean, I don't encourage drink driving on any level, but I really want Bailey to be drunk. Yeah, but I, and then I want his license to be suspended. And then and I want it to be suspended and get him off the oh, road. Yeah, at least not he's hurt anybody. And then we got a cost. Then we got a housing crisis. Well, isn't enough plumbers. He can ride a bike. He can ride a bike. Come on, Bailey. Come on, Bailey. Positive. Drunk. G'day, how are you? Do you have a driver's license at all? Uh, left it at home. Oh, left yeah. it at home. Uh, not a good start, Bailey. <laughs> I'm going sober again. No, oh. I'm not. Drunk, Marto. Drunk. Yeah, just over. Come on, Bailey. You've been, uh, the results come back as negative. Yeah. So, the officers are finished with you. You're ready to go. Boring. Oh, my God. No one drank. All show. It was a sober show. What was the even point of that show happening? Yeah. Just highlighting what good citizens everyone is. Well done, everybody. Well played. Don't drink and drive, you oh, bloody well, idiots. Marto was on it. We didn't get to that bit. And they asked him, right. you know, you got to count over the top, make a noise oh, across dear. the reader. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the machine exploded, actually. Exploded. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Now, I know you made reference to it before. Jimmy Carter, former president of the United States, 99 years of age, farewelled his wife. Remember that? We were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. He was. It doesn't look any fun to live until 99, okay? We've got you your just, impersonation. Oh, you've got it there? Yeah. I'm just going to get him to do it again. Because his mouth is permanently open. Poor old Jimmy. Yeah, he couldn't flies. even speak at the uh, memorial. Flies in there. Uh, <laughs> well, that was me impersonating him. I didn't know you were recording, but that doesn't matter. And then last night, I see you guys aren't old enough, but um, Jimmy Carter and just before him, the Secretary of State, like he was like the most important person in the States for a while in the late 60s, early 70s when the Vietnam War was on, oh. was Henry Kissinger. He won a Nobel Prize. He's 100 and he de- he died yesterday. Oh, he died. And I went, oh, right. Oh, I sort of remember his name when I was young. Yeah, and oh, Kissinger. Was, you've heard of Henry Kissinger? Was it a movie or did they make something out of it, the Kissinger oh, I'd effect? Say, or? I'd say so. Yeah, he, was there, he was their Secretary of State for like four presidents. So he was sort of decided all their foreign policy and everything and went over there and and uh, and he said things like this. Uh, that, he, that was when he recommended was we bomb the bejesus out of them in the next 48 hours. And I went, oh. wow, he won a Nobel Peace Prize, and I didn't realise how good. Like, this is he cla- was a Jewish refugee who fled Nazi Germany well, he in said, 1938. That makes some sense now you're saying that, because he certainly wreaked a lot of revenge on a part of the world. Like, Nobel Peace Prize. He killed as many people as cancer. 50,000 to 150,000 people died. It led to the rise of the Khmer Rouge and Mm. Pol Pot, a brutal Mm. regime responsible for the genocide of 2.4 million people. Yeah, you wonder, you know, we all make decisions, you wonder what impact does it have. Well, he's put him down for two and a half mil there, so that's a bit of revenge. And Mm. then, uh, then in Indo... 
1975, yeah. Kissinger secretly approved an Indonesian invasion of East Timor. Yeah, there go. Tens of thousands of people died oh. and allowed Chilean dictator General Augusto Pinochet to take control of oh, a coup. Right. Okay, okay, okay. That's how you how get a Nobel Peace Prize. Ah, you right. kill up to three million people. Invade a bunch of countries. We'll never forget you, Henry. Yep. Well done, son. Good time. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of mileage out of that, if I'm being honest. Why can't a proper American die like Biden and Trump? <laughs> they will soon. Yeah, yeah. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Further to our fat shaming at the Dolphins uh, from yesterday. I Remember, saw Valance Ty. Tavare. How do you say it? Tavare. Tavare. Valmeninga. Running but, up that hill. Is that at Red Hill? No, that was Mount Cutha. Mount Cutha. It's a hell. It's the bit down the bottom from the gardens. That first bit is bloody oh, tough. Is this where he was like, oh, he was breathing so heavy, mm. the poor bugger. Uh, uh, That's me. Uh, oh, did Chopper get onto you? <laughs> Yeah, he was doing it tough. <laughs> All right. Wayne because, has enlisted Chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you That's explain who Chopper is? Chopper, Mark Chopper Burgess. Yes. He's, uh, I think he's World Masters heavyweight boxing champion, but he won three titles, world titles over the years. Army guy, you know, former copper. Yeah, let's say Wayne first encountered him. He used in the to cops do a lot of stuff with at the, the Broncos. Broncos. He's responsible, a great boxing coach, but he'll, he'll, he's always trying to get me to train with him, but he's too tough. Anyway, get Wayne's, that hill at Wayne's got him. Uh, now, listen, what I do want to think is they. I, let's move away from the. Well, there was fat shaming again, and that's going on, and they have the fat club. We've spoken about that. And there's talk about Wayne being a lot tougher. Dolphins players are expecting to encounter a harsher version of Wayne Bennett as he demands higher standards for his final season in charge of the club. And who do you think? They wheel out one of the Fat Club members to uh, tour, and he's had experience with Wayne before, Jared Wallace. I reckon this year there's going to be a lot more running, um, there's going to be a lot more harder words, and, and he's going to be a lot harsher on us, so I'm looking forward to it. And Look, I love that part about Wayne, and that's why I thrive when I'm with him. It's just endurance training. It doesn't matter if you're fat, if you can carry it, Okay. Mm, Wayne, ain't, Wayne ain't happy about it. Not happy at all. When Anthony Milford left the Broncos, he mm. was a bit chubby. Did Wayne? Did his right. season of playing? You, I'm glad. The Dolphins. I'm is, glad you asked because what I did. I thought, hold on, what's going on down there at Redcliffe? Uh, I've activated the microphones, our secret oh, microphone. Which oh, ones? Dear. The ones in the gymnasium yeah, yeah, because yeah. I thought, where will this all be? The Fat Club will be meeting, yeah. and yes, nailed it. <laughs> Oh, good, good morning, Fat Club members. Well, welcome, new member, Big Val Meninga. And, of course, uh, welcome back year after year, lifetime VIP Fat Club members. Jaywal, Milf, how are you, boys? Mainly for you, Big Val, but there's a few rules. It's a simple equation. Calories in has to be less than calories out. We ride with that. I've gone around to all the coals on the Redcliffe Peninsula and I've given them a photo of you three and said if anyone, if a man looking like any of you three comes in trying to grab a bachelor's handbag, I've told them to apprehend and detain you until one of the brometries turns up to take you home. It's a pretty simple thing. Just don't eat so much. Oh, Jesus, Big Val, put your shirt back on, mate. Those boobs are bigger than my girlfriend Dale's and she's got a hell of a fun bag. You guys have got three months until the start of the season. I want you looking like this, like me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
104.5 Triple M does not endorse or support any of the policies of Greg Mato Martin and will no way be held accountable for his actions. He is a goose. You happy? That was Wayne Banner. <laughs> <Was> <laughs> Nothing it? to do with me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's Wayne on the bench, first, that's, I think. That's Wayne with Dale. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why? Every time. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast is emptying Santa's sack all over Brisbane. Oh, my God. Santa here? Guess the Christmas movie and win a sack load. Boom. Just kick Santa in the testicles. Every day he needs an emptying. We've done it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It fills up overnight. The elves stuff the sack full. And then we empty it at 8.40. 3000 bucks to the tune of the wheelbarrow and all the you're gonna contents need, are worth. You're going to need two people. Like You'll get the wheelbarrow out, but you won't get the 10-person uh, tent out on your own. Mm. So we'll do it again so. tomorrow, and we'll do it this very second. Ben in Jindalee, mm. it is your time to shine, sir. You will get a hint as to what the Christmas movie is. If you get it wrong, we'll move on to Hayley. She gets a new hint. She gets it wrong, we move on to Justin. We keep going. So you on call and so on. You get it, Ben? Rightio, make it a good hint, eh? All right, we'll see what we can do, Ben. The first clue for this Christmas movie is this Christmas movie sees tensions rise between two NATO countries. Five seconds, Benny. Oh. Uh, is it Die Hard? No, no we we've, had that. we've had that earlier in the week. I'm sorry, Ben. Hayley and Park Ridge. This isn't all that easy, Hi, is it? how are you? Good, Hayley. Hint two, this movie makes mentions of the victims of 9-11 and their last words. I think it's early in the movie. Is it Joyous Noel? Noel? No, it's not, no. Hayley. I'm sorry. Good guess, though. What, what, movie, what movie did she ask? The Story of Noel. Is that a good one? Not sure. Never heard of it. Okay. Justin in North Lakes. Good morning. G'day, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. In this Christmas movie, there's lobster at the birth of Jesus. That's more like it. <laughs> no, no idea. Okay, we'll move no on. No idea at all. Thank you. Sorry, Justin. N- Natalie from Morrow Field. Hi, Nat. Is Hello, that, how are you? Yeah, is your name still Nat? It is. Okay, that <laughs> was one of the hints. <laughs> Uh, hint four. British Prime Minister Tony Blair came under fire after the release of this Christmas film. Is it Love Actually? Is it? Is it what? It, what was that? Love Actually. Is it Love Actually? Is that a this movie? Christmas movie sees tensions rise between two NATO countries. This movie mentions 9-11 victims. It doesn't sound like Love Actually. The soundtrack album, here's the next hint, reached number 35 on the iTunes chart. An is Englishman. That, does this still happen in Love Actually, Nat? The like Englishman one? uses his accent to his advantage and flirts with American women. Yes, I think so. Oh, no, Natalie. I don't think we'd be giving you extra clues if it wasn't love, actually. <laughs> Natalie, to me, you are perfect. <laughs> You've done it, Congratulations. Buddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yo, we're unloading Santa's sack all over oh, you. Are you happy about that? Oh, brace for impact. Look out. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Never been Santa. so grateful. <laughs> Do you need a new wheelbarrow, Nat? Oh, my, my husband actually does. What about a ten-person tent, Natalie? Who <laughs> doesn't? Thank you so much, guys. Oh, You're very welcome. Oz Trail, Rebel Brewing, Wahoo Trade Tools, Super Butcher, LLC Laser Clinic, Seafield Cleveland, Sandgate Post Office Hotel, Harbour Town Premium Outlets, and Golf Central Brisbane. And don't be too proud to re-gift some of these items to others. Push them on. Save yourself some dough. Huh? And that's on it.
All right, one more to go tomorrow, huh? That will magically refill uh, itself overnight. Santa's sack can, will be burst. Can I ask? What about when she unwraps the Christmas present, Emma Thomas, and she finds out that he what? didn't buy the necklace for her and she Ooh. found out spoilers, her husband spoilers, was having... Spoilers, 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 I haven't watched, spoilers, this, I haven't watched the movie. I haven't watched the movie. Gary Jubilin on Triple M. Hello, guys. How are you? Why jail? Yeah, I know. It's probably not where I, I thought I'd uh, end up or I hoped I wouldn't end up. But uh, since I've uh, I've left the police, I sort of look at things a little bit differently and um, been speaking to people that have spent a lot of time inside. And uh, it got me to thinking what actually happens inside because when I was in the police, uh, you know, homicide, you'd, you'd get a case, you'd work the case. If you put someone away, you, you'd moved on to the next one and you didn't really think a lot about what goes on in jail. So uh, the opportunity presented itself. I was invited to go into a maximum security prison and have a um, have a look around, full access. So it was interesting. Gary, there's a couple reasons for prison in my mind. The first one being get dangerous people out of society. You're always going to have violent people, remove them from society. But secondary to that, we've been told that you can rehabilitate people, supposedly. Now, it strikes me as strange that you put a bunch of violent people together and yet the other end you'd get someone who's going to integrate into society. How much of that is a lie, that people go in and get rehabilitated in prison? Well, sadly, we've got, uh, I think it's across the, across the country, that we've got a high rate of recidivism. So yeah. people end up, go in the jail, come out and end up uh, back in jail. And what they're trying at this prison that I had a look around in Macquarie Correctional Centre they're trying something a little bit different where they treat the prisoners differently. Uh, they live in dorms. Now, you think living in dorms, I, I thought that would be a recipe for disaster. 25 uh, you know, major criminals, it's a, 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 a serious offences, all living in the dorm together. Oh, but that it means, seems, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems to be working. They're not locked in their cells. They're locked up like the security's there. Society's being protected and yeah. they're, they're you know, in there. But what they do in those environments, and this is what I found in the, uh, the investigation, having a look around, is that no violence in the prison. So if, you, if there's a violent act, you're, uh, you've moved on to a more, let's say, traditional prison. Ah, so, so it's a reward to go to these dual prisons. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's um, where disputes would be resolved in the typical jail way, and it would usually be blood and tears. Um, they negotiate and mediate and, and resolve their differences and talk, talk it through. And I, I think it's something that's worth a try because the system hasn't been working in the, the high rate of uh, people that go back in. So they're trying something a little bit new, and they invited me in to have a look, and uh, it wasn't sugar-coated. I, I had access to go anywhere in the prison. So it was quite an interesting experience. Gary, it works on the premise of, of don't reward bad behaviour and positive reinforcement, which we see a lot with parenting, you know, um, tools, positive parenting, etc. cetera. Uh, giving them a sense of purpose. We've heard about this before, giving them a dog, giving them a job, welding, you know, working in the kitchen, working in the laundry, building bicycles, that sort of stuff. Is it working? I look. I, I think so. It, my observation of it is, I, I know that most people that go into prison come out, and I prefer people that had been in that style of prison coming out and blending or melding back into society, rather than coming from the more traditional side, where potentially they can come out angry and uh, don't have the skills that you need to uh, integrate back into society. So. In this particular prison, they work for seven hours a day, then they study for seven hours a day, 
And by the time they get home, they're, they're mentally and physically exhausted and also giving them the skills to survive on the outside. So, yeah, I, I think they, they're onto something. Over in Scandinavia, um, in the prison system over there, they've been doing this type of modelling for quite some time. And my understanding is that uh, it's reflected in the uh, the amount of prisoners that have um, you know, turned their life around. So it's a positive thing. Gary, you've been locking up baddies for decades. Did you run into anyone that you had put behind bars? Well, let's say I wasn't that popular. And yeah. I thought, <laughs> Who's this prick? I, I did, yeah, I didn't expect a warm, warm welcome. Um, but when they realised what I was doing there and we sort of broke it a peace deal that, OK, I, I understand why you don't like me. Um, I've, I've probably put you away or put people you know away and what I represent as a cop. But when we broke down the barriers and we sat down and actually talked, they understood that I'm having a look at it and... It's not a situation of uh, myself going soft on crime. You know, I, I, I still know people have to be, be locked up. But uh, my view, and I've always been from the victim's point of view, like what can we do for the victims? If you reduce crime, you reduce victims. So I, 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 I see it as a positive, positive thing rather than a negative thing. Do they have accountability, though, for what they did? Like they're obviously not happy with you for putting them away, but you put them away for a reason because they did something bad. Yeah. Are they accountable for that and remorseful yeah. for their actions? Yeah, Brutus, you killed someone. I didn't have much of a say Yeah, in like you didn't give me a chance, bud. <laughs> I know, we all make mistakes. Um, but, uh, no, they, uh, I, I think they adopted a, a, the attitude that they weren't, weren't in there whinging, oh, we shouldn't be in, in here. They, they know they had done the wrong thing and the punishment, but they were pointing out the punishment is being taken away from society, taken away from their loved ones and, and that. That's the punishment. And if you can create an environment where they're better prepared when they come out and perhaps change their ways, yeah. um, I think everyone's a winner. But uh, interestingly, the prisoners themselves said, this is not going to work for everyone. And I'm, I'm, I'm with them on that. There's people I know, people I've put away, that I don't care what's happened to them no. because of the nature of the crimes yeah. that they've committed. Yeah, that's, Gary, more about we just need to protect society. This yeah. isn't about rehabilitation now. This is about you being away from everyone else forever. Yeah, yeah. You, you forfeited your right, 100%. Yeah. Martin Bright, for instance, Port yeah, Arthur, you've got to exactly go. Exactly. Right? We're right. going to rehabilitate him no. and let him out. No, no. He, he doesn't doesn't deserve it. But you, let's say 60% of people, I, I, I break the prison system down, and these are just sort of rough figures, that, that 10 15% that you don't want back out there, they've forfeited their right because of the nature of their crimes. Yeah. Then you've probably got career criminals that they've um, made a choice, this is the way we're going to live our life, we'll go out, get out, we'll commit crimes and we'll do some time and then we'll get out and do it again. But that leaves about 60% of people that have made a mistake or through, you know, circumstances out of their control, their start in life and that, that, uh, yeah, they are worth trying to uh, trying to uh, yeah. turn around. They can be around. useful again one day. Well, 100%. And the thing is, and because and I know the public might say, well, they should be in there breaking rocks and, you know, who cares, but feed them bread and water. But the reality is most of them will get out and I think it's in everyone's interest if they get out Better, a better person than, than when they went in. Mm. Yeah, good so man. It, was, it was interesting. Good Great man, work. Gary. Nice, Gary. Gary Jubilant, mm-hmm. Breaking Badness, News Corp's latest investigative podcast. For more info, you can go to breakingbadness.com.au. Always a pleasure, Gary. Thank you, guys. On Cheers. Triple M Breakfast. Leave us alive. 
while we're still here. Wow. Triple M, Mardo, Margo and Dan. Thank you, Mitch, for allowing us to play. Is that a first? Nambour's great exports, the chat. I don't think we've ever played the full song, have we, Mitch? No. No, the lunatics are clearly running the asylum. Yeah, not for long. Chats. ACDC CD. What's their other one? Pub Feed? No, no, no. Yeah, Pub Feed. Love what? a good Pub Feed. Oh, God. What I love their album. We should play more of the chats here on Triple oh, M. Tell yeah. them about the album. Oh, I love their album. Saw it on the weekend at the record store. The, on the back cover, there were just all three of them a lineup giving them the finger to yeah. the camera. Good boys. You know, they never go to pack out stadiums. Wherever they go, they just full house at full every house. pub. They're a real pub band. God, they're good. Doing them so proud. Good. Hey, um, Mitch, how did the um, centipede go yesterday, mate? Oh. Speaking of that. The Triple Emmys. You forgot one of your Triple M Emmys. Uh, this one goes to you, Mardo, Margo and Dan, yeah. for wrecking an institution that's been going for decades. <laughs> the Triple M Thursday theme train is now referred to as my listeners by... Hey, g'day, mate. Just ringing about the caterpillar of song, obviously. <laughs> Good morning, Mitch. Uh, calling about the song Centipede. Hi, Mitch. It's Aaron. I'm calling for your song Centipede. <laughs> theme train, Aaron. <laughs> that song Centipede, you know it's true. Mate, is there a clue to the song Centipede thing? I'm calling up for the Song centipede? Uh, yeah, I know what that centipede song is, yeah. Um, <laughs> is it songs that's walking in them? No, it's not, mate. Well, thanks for giving me a shot at the centipede song, man. <laughs> the theme song. Have a good one, man. Yeah, so take it away. The final Triple MME goes to you. Song Centipede. Oh, what about wonderful. the Caterpillar thingy? Uh, the Caterpillar song. Thing. <laughs> oh, do we need to thank our oh. uh, wonderful audio yeah. producer before we finish up, Rick yeah. Wade? Rick Wade. Thank you to Graham Snow. Oh. And Alex McMahon, our uh, producer and They're executive amazing. producer. What Thanks to you guys too. Thanks, Dan. It's Thanks been a really you, fun, great year. Yeah. Thanks, Marto. Love you guys. It's been a ripper. I mean, well for done. those idiots out there to tolerate us that early in the morning as well, they're the real heroes. Alex Snow, Richter. If anyone doesn't know what really goes on while the songs are on, we're usually passing. Passing four, a ball. There's always yeah. four footballs yeah. in everyone's arms at all times. Jamie Big Angel. shout out to our fearless leader, Jamie yeah. Angel, as well, Elise, who stepped in. Elise, Elise on vid- the videos. Videographer. Good idea. Yeah. Lee Skilton. Oh, no. she's, the, she's the picture centipede. Excuse me. Check out our social oh, media, Triple M Brisbane. You might see what we're up to over the holidays. We might make a feature, some shenanigans. Marto, you'll no. be at Morton Island. Mm, I'll be nude. Dan, you'll be at Nambal. Nambal with the chats, mate. I'll be hanging out with these. I'm going to be on the road for three weeks heading down the east oh, coast of northern out. New South look Wales. Oh, wow. If anyone spots me out on the road. It's easy to see. Her licence plate is... Big girl. Margot. Well, Margo, yeah. How do we know you're coming? I don't have Margot anymore. Oh, you got big girl. sitting nicely up in the storage cupboard along with MP85, oh. along with Riding Dirty, along with all of the other ones. All your children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but big girl, if you see her out on the road, yeah. give us a honk, a toot, flash your lights, oh, give us a wave. The band's wrapping you up, mate. We're going to go. Love you guys. Good on you guys. Oh, thank you to our listeners, our incredible no, audience yeah. who tune them. in every morning. Give us a call Look, on 13353. Stay in touch with us on the burner phone. And you know who you are listening yeah. right Thank you now. to our regulars, Adam from Camp Hill, Mez from Kalanga. They're all disappointing. Rod from Daisy Hill, <laughs> Ken from Kenmore. Yeah. You all need to have a look at yourself. You guys get what you deserve. Darren uh, from us, Lansborough. Us, a garbage Jason show. from Maruka. We love you all. All right. Are we done? I think this summarises the whole year. Farewell, everybody. Steve from Logan Home. Okay, that's enough, oh, mate. Okay, I'm trying to bloody wrap this John thing up. John from Albany I'm trying Creek. to stick this landing. We love you guys. Mm. I don't. I'm Where sick do of all of you. I'm going. Ready? Holidays. Yeah, I've already... <laughs>